Hey everyone, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I'm Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today, today, today is day 305 of reading the Bible together every day this year. 60 days left after today. Can you believe it? We're going to read 1 Corinthians 9 and 10 today. We're also going to read Psalm 145. Let's get going. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I'm not an apostle to others, at least I am to you because you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. My defense to those who examine me is this. Don't we have the right to eat and drink? Don't we have the right to be accompanied by a believing wife like the other apostles, the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or do only Barnabas and I have no right to refrain from working? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its fruit? Or who helps, or who shepherds a flock and does not drink the milk from the flock? Am I saying this from a human perspective? Doesn't the law also say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, do not muzzle an ox while it treads out grain. Is God really concerned about oxen? Isn't he really saying it for our sake? Yes, this is written for our sake because he who plows ought to plow in hope, and he who threshes should thresh in hope of sharing the crop. If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it too much if we reap material benefits from you? If others have this right to receive benefits from you, don't we even more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right. Instead, we endure everything so that we will not hinder the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who perform the temple services eat the food from the temple and those who serve at the altar share in the offerings of the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should earn their living by the gospel. For my part, I have used none of these rights, nor have I written these things that they may be applied in my case. For it would be better for me to die than for anyone to deprive me of my boast. For if I preach the gospel, I have no reason to boast because I am compelled to preach and woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. That is how I feel. Or like Jeremiah where he says it's like a fire shut up in his bones. Paul goes on. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if unwillingly, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? To preach the gospel and offer it free of charge and not make full use of my rights in the gospel. Although I am free from all and not anyone's slave, I have made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win Jews, to those under the law, like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, to win those under the law, to those who are without law, like one without the law, though I am not without God's law, but under the law of Christ, to win those without the law, to the weak I became weak in order to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that I may be every possible means, so that I may by every possible means save some. Now I do all this because of the gospel, so that I may share in the blessings. Don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way to win the prize. Now everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. So I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. It's talking about the human flesh, the will, the human will, the, the human desires, you know. Um, okay. 
just going to go on. Now, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them since they were struck down in the wilderness. Now, these things took place as examples for us so that we will not desire evil things as they did. Don't become idolaters, some, as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and got up to party. Let us not commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. And in a single day, 23,000 people died. Let us not test Christ, as some of them did, and were destroyed by snakes. And do not complain, as some of them did, and were killed by the destroyer. These things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our instruction, on whom the end the ends of the ages have come. So whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. This is the, the verse that I think most people um, have equated to, well, God won't give us more than we can handle. And that's a bunch of baloney. Because that's not what it says. It says he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear it. Meaning it's going to be hard. And the only way through it is to rely on him and he will provide a way, not in and of yourself. So to say or think that God wouldn't give you more than you can handle is just defeatist because it's not true oftentimes things more than we can handle will come our way because we need him to handle it. We need his help to handle it. We need his strength, his grace, his mercy, his, his perspective to handle it. And, and that's, that's the reality. So then my dear friends flee from idolatry. I'm speaking as to sensible people judge for yourselves what I'm saying. The cup of blessing that we bless is not a sharing in the blood of Christ. The bread that we break is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body since all of us share the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in the altar. What am I saying then? That food sacrificed to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, but I do say that what they sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot share in the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or are we provoking the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. No one is to seek his own good, but the good of the other person. Eat everything that is sold in the meat market without raising questions for the sake of conscience, since the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. If any of the unbelievers invites you over and you want to go, eat everything that's set before you without raising questions for the sake of conscience. But if someone says to you, this is food from a sacrifice, do not eat it out of consideration for the one who told you and for the sake of the conscience. I do not mean your own conscience, but the other person's. For why is my freedom judged by another person's conscience? I partake with thanksgiving, why am I criticized because of something for which I gave thanks? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or Greeks of the church of God, just as I also try to please everyone in everything, not seeking my own benefit, but the benefit of many so that they may be saved. 
and this is where it's kind of funky because it bleeds right into chapter 11. So I'm going to, how about this? I'm going to go back and I'll read that last verse of chapter 10. I'm going to read the first verse of chapter 11. And tomorrow when we come back, probably do the same thing to get us kicked off because it just context matters. So again, it says, just as I also try to please everyone and everything, not seeking my own benefit, but the benefit of many so that they may be saved. Imitate me as I also imitate Christ. Mm. There was a while that I wanted that painted on my office wall when I was a youth pastor. Still wouldn't mind it. Maybe I need that verse tattooed on me. <laughs> okay, not the whole verse. I just, anyway. Psalm 145. I exalt you, my God, the King, and bless your name forever and ever. I will bless you every day. I will praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is great and is highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will declare your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. I will speak of your splendor and your glorious majesty and your wondrous works. They will proclaim the power of your awe-inspiring acts, and I will declare your greatness. They will give a testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and great in faithful love. The Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all he has made. All you've made will thank you, Lord. The faithful will bless you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom and will declare your might, informing all people of your mighty acts and of the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule is for all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his actions. The Lord helps all who fall. He raises up all who are oppressed. All eyes look to you and give you them, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all his acts. The Lord is near to all who call out to him all who call out to him with integrity. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry for help and saves them. The Lord guards all those who love him, but he destroys all the wicked. My mouth will declare the Lord's praise. Let every living thing bless his holy name forever and ever. And that's it, friends. I hope you'll come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See you then.